everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Who Says, where we talk about challenging the status quo and share our experiences in doing so. My name is Tatiana, and I am here with two of my favorite people on the planet, Deanna and Jennifer. Hello, ladies. Hi. Oh, hi. Today's topic is who says you can't say no? There are so many ways that this conversation can go, but what drove me to speak to this or share about this is really kind of around like the journey that I have taken on creating boundaries and structure around being able to say no. I am a people pleaser. I love to say yes. It's when I go into interviews, this is like the number one thing that I say when they're like, what's your weakest quality? You know, what's a weakness that you have? And I'm like, oh, I will say yes to everything. If you say, hey, I know you're in the middle of a big project. Can you do this audit? Yes, I can definitely do that in my infinite spare time, right? That's me. And Uh some people would be like, well, isn't that a strength though? Right. Because it's like you're putting yourself in, it's like a huge impact on you, right? Always saying yes. Exactly. From a boss's perspective, they're like, (laughs) excellent, right? I have all of these tasks. It'll be great. Like from a delegation standpoint, great. I know Tatiana's going to get it done. I know that she's the one I'm going to give that thing to. If I just need it, you know, taken care of, she'll say yes and it'll get taken care of because that's just the person that I have become in my, in my old age, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> and something that I have realized again in my old age is that at work was the place that I kind of discovered this showing up more and more. And I just was finding myself working later and later hours and I was like, what is happening? Where does my time go? There are all these things that I want to do. I love working out. I love doing different things. Like, where is my time? And I'm realizing that it's all at work in the looking and seeing if there are other areas of my life that this happens. The answer is definitely yes. It showed up in various places for me. So not just at work, but with my friendships, with my family, really not setting those boundaries around my time. What's fascinating is I think we talked about this a little bit before. My love language is quality time. And time for me is a very, very valuable. It's just very valuable. I think that my time is very valuable and people's time is very valuable. So when I started looking into how do I reclaim my time and reclaim my energy and reclaim my peace around all of these things, this is when I started looking at how bad I was basically at having these boundaries and being able to say no. Or being, you know, for me, I don't like a hard no. I'm like still getting used to it. I like saying not right now. So when people ask me to do things, instead of saying right off the bat, yes, I can definitely do that. I'll ask for a little bit more parameters, right? Like, what is your expectation around this project? What does the timeline look like? I have X, Y, Z other tasks going on, you know, from a work perspective, right? I started there because from there I can actually, you know, get more time in my life, have a life, and then I can, you know, deal with the other things that are going on. And then, you know, backtracking with that. And similarly with friends and friendships that I have or have had, there were always these friends that would reach out to me for things that they needed. I want to go here. I want to do this. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I love doing that thing. Like I love wine. Yeah. I'll go to pick you up from God forsaken, wherever you live and drive all the way to the Hills to go to a winery and then drive you and your friend back to wherever. Oh, and we're going to stop here. Yeah, I'll definitely do that because I like having friends and I like going to wineries or, you know, like doing the activity together with people. But when I would get home, I was drained. I was just mentally and emotionally like tapped out. So I had to reassess what was going on there. And very similarly, I'm like, oh, I just keep saying yes to these requests that people are making of me. So then I would start doing things like 
oh, well, I can meet you at the winery or, oh, I can meet you at that location or, oh, I'm sorry, that's not along my way, but I'm happy to give you a ride back if you would like. That started weeding out who my friends were and weren't and who really was just, you know, for lack of a better term, using my lack of boundaries to their advantage. So it's been, it's been a journey. I'm still learning. And I thought that this topic was something that the three of us could share our experiences about, share our journey with, and just see where you fall on that people-pleasing line. Mm. Well, that's right up my line, (laughs) the people-pleasing part, for sure. That's been my whole life as well. So maybe that's why we're like such good friends, the three of us. For me, like setting boundaries, I didn't really know what that was. And I heard it, I don't know, a couple years ago or whenever it was, but I was like, what does that even mean, setting boundaries? I didn't know that you could set boundaries Mm -hmm. for yourself because Mm -hmm. how people pleasers like us get taken advantage of, always say yes to things. We're putting ourselves last all the time. And I never really was aware that I was doing that. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? A light bulb went off and I was like, wow, I can actually say no to these things. Like I can, and like Tatiana, I'm still learning. And yeah, like I'll even say, yeah, I need some more time. Let me think about that. And then I get to reassess, is this what I really want? Is this something that I can actually do and be okay, not feel drained? You know, is this something that I can really take on? And I found recently, I take on other people's emotions too. And that's a big thing. I realized that I need to set boundaries with this person because I feel after spending time with this person, I feel so drained. I can so relate to that, Tatiana. Like I feel drained. I feel down. I feel not uplifted. And it's like, let me try to reassess. Okay, this same pattern is happening over and over with this person. And I feel a certain way after hanging out. Okay, what can I do next time to protect myself? What can I do next time? Is there something that I could do? Maybe this person gets very anxious, frustrated when we're trying to find parking. Maybe I drop this person off before we get to the parking lot, have that person just go in, get us a table, get us set up. So that way they're not climbing that ladder of anxiety, right? And they're able to do what they need to do. And I'm able to then park the car in a calm way (laughs) in a just a normal way that Deanna would look for parking that Deanna would park in a whatever parking spot that was huge for me that was like such an eye-opening thing and it actually we put it into place I hung out with this person we went to dinner I was I already sensed the heightened anxiety feeling so I was like, hey, why don't you go grab us? A, I'll go. There's a spot opening up over here. Go grab us a spot, you know, and it was the best. And I was like so proud of myself because I was like, this is boundaries. This is the setting. This is what I can do for myself to feel energized and feel like I can be present with that person. So it's been awesome. So I'm really glad we're talking about this topic tonight. I know that our listeners will hopefully maybe see themselves in this and, and maybe, hey, take on dropping the person off before you go park if that's what's stressing them out. <laughs> such a brilliant real life example of boundaries and 
see, and I was so with you when you were talking, I'm like, okay, that is me. I didn't realize for a long time what boundaries looked like either, but I feel like I'm like, oh, I got good boundaries. I don't feel like I'm in toxic relationships. I feel, you know, and then when I started looking at it or having it pointed out to me, I was like, oh, wait, that's what boundaries are. I think one of the first times that happened was uh, with my therapist. This was years ago. And I don't know how we got on the conversation, but I was just sharing about all the time that I was spending on the phone with my mom because my mom had this tendency of just checking in all the time because if she didn't have a lot going on, she kind of wasn't really thinking about anybody else having a lot going on. So just like, I'm just going to keep checking in. And every time I saw my, my mom's name on my phone and I wasn't in the middle of something like, you know, like a call, I was like, oh, okay. And I would just answer it. Cause I'm like, that's just what you do. You answer. And she pointed out to me, she's like, you don't have to answer every time. Like if you're in a time crunch and it's going to like cause you stress or like upset, or it's just not manageable, you don't have to answer the phone. And it was ridiculous how much of a light bulb moment that was for me. I go, really? And I started implementing it and some, because I knew like there's times when I would look and I'm like, oh, I can't talk right now. And I'd answer the phone. And so I'm like in that like, oh, yeah. place. So the conversation was never good. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, it doesn't work for me to answer the phone right now and to get into conversation. I just won't answer the phone right now because it doesn't work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so great. In the moment though, you feel like you feel like some resentment too. Cause you're like, well, you know, I should be picking up the phone. I should be answering, but then you like are pissed, you know, and like the phone call does not go well. (laughs) Like I can also relate to that as well. (laughs) Uh, So it's like, there's some resentment building up and you're just like, why not even thinking like this could be, this is a boundary I need to set for myself. Cause you chose to answer the call, yeah. but then it's your ch- choice to set that boundary for yourself. It's like genius. It was two things that I needed. One was awareness because I didn't understand that that's what it looked like when I would hear the word. I just thought, well, I mean, I feel like overall I'm probably pretty good at why. I, I don't know. I didn't know what it looked like, but I just thought I was. And then two permission to set boundaries, yeah. Yeah, especially with my mom. It's, you know, it's like deep seated. It's that like, oh, it's my mom. Like she expects me to answer guilt, what, whatever that is. So it comes from this really unconscious place. So to realize that we actually get to, to be in control of how things go. I go back to workability a lot. It's a word that I've like, mm. I tuck in my pocket. I pull out constantly with other people, with myself. And that's what it comes down to. It's not because workability takes away the personal aspect of it. Like I'm a bad person if I ignore my mom's call, uh-huh. right? Oh, it actually does not work for me in my schedule because a lot of times I'll, it's not just my mom now. I recognize this with other people. Like today, I realized my phone had been on on do not disturb since I woke up and I was like, oh, I should take that off of do not disturb or maybe check in on how things are going. I was like, no, I'm about to jump on a bunch of calls in 15 minutes. It actually doesn't serve me to get distracted. I need to stay focused and finish getting ready or doing whatever. I now intentionally make those choices. I don't always make the right call, but that's fine. But I'm just finding that I'm noticing more when things work or don't work. And I think it was early, or maybe it was last year, actually. There was this part of my language of this offense, but like come to Jesus moment where I hit a wall of overwhelm. I just felt pulled in so many different directions. I had so many standing calls every single week with different people in addition to all of the other scheduled calls I have. 
I just kind of got fed up and I got coaching or therapy. I am always doing both, but along the way, it's like, what requests do you need to make? Mm. Like what's going to make this more workable for you? What do you need to say no to? What do you need to reschedule? Every once in a while, I need that reminder that it's my life. That if I'm feeling frustrated or overwhelmed, let me take a look at what can I ask for help with? And inside of a week, I dropped, I think, two weekly calls. Like one of them just absolutely stopped. We realized we just didn't actually need it anymore. This other one, I moved from weekly to like every three weeks and I got rid of something else. And I just had this different experience in myself. Like, oh my God. It works. (laughs) It it works. So I'm more aware. I think sometimes I lose sight and it's just an unconscious thing where you want to please people or you want to be of service. Mm -hmm. So whatever that looks like for you, whether it's accepting additional calls or, oh, my afternoon is open on my calendar, right? I don't have anything scheduled. So if this comes up, I can slot that in. But then I've now started to look at, is that going to stress me out? Because it does stress me out to have so many scheduled things in one day. I'm never able to get into a flow state around getting things done. So that used to come up for me too. Okay, great. Well, the weekly things are off. And sometimes I'll look ahead and be like, oh my God, next week is amazing. I only have like a handful of things scheduled outside of things I need to be doing. And then every week this happens, stuff keeps coming up, stuff keeps coming up, stuff keeps coming up. And I go, oh, well, I have this open, whatever. And I keep slotting it in. And then at some point it just, it starts to stress me out. So I've started to look ahead of that. So when requests come up, I go, like you said, Deanna, how am I going to feel about this? Is it going to stress me out, cause anxiety, create frustration or rushing? I don't like, I just don't like to feel rushed. So now I look at it through that lens and then I realize, oh, I can make another request. Well, that doesn't work. Like, can you make this day and time work? Oh, it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I was literally just going to say that that was the realization I had that as people make requests of me, I can make them of them, especially around phone calls. I'm like, I had this really horrible experience where I used to, (laughs) I thought the universe was like conspiring against me. (laughs) I answered all of my phone calls and then I got into a fight with someone. I didn't answer their call. I turned off my phone. And in the two or three hours that I turned off my phone, there was like a medical emergency that occurred. And this person's parent was trying to call me. Something else had occurred that like all of this stuff happened. And then when I finally turned on my phone, they were like, we were trying to reach you. And it was like actually an emergency. So ever since then, I'm like, I am never allowed to have my phone off allowed, right? In air quotes, I can't have my phone off. I can't be not available. What if that happens again and someone needs me? So I'm the person like always answering my phone, right? This is unworkable. (laughs) This is not workable. I mean, I'm sure, you know, everyone out there's got a mom. I love my mother to pieces. And I think there was even like a, like some insurance company had a a video about this where it's like, moms, they like to call. It's very interesting times. And the guy's like a ninja and he's like fighting things off and his mom calls. I love that commercial. He's like just talking about I love that commercial. It's It's so good. That's literally it. He's still picking up the phone in the middle of whatever he's got. And I'm like, oh, that's me. And it sounds ridiculous, but I just realized, I'm like, oh, wait, so people randomly call me and then want me to do things. And instead of being behind the eight ball, I just got proactive about calling people that I wanted to have these conversations with. So with my mom, I just got proactive. Like I'm driving the car. I'm literally not doing anything else. This is the time I'm going to call my mom. If she answers, she answers. If she doesn't, she doesn't. And she'll be like, oh, hey, I'm busy. I can't. Whatnot. Cool. At least I heard her voice. She heard my voice. 
okay, great, we got that connection, right? Just really getting proactive and giving myself that power back. Yeah. Well, and you get to say when you have the conversation, like, oh, it'd be nice to catch up with my sister, my mom, whatever. This time works for me. Mm -hmm. How about I just give them a call? Right. And I'm it just prior to these light bulb moments, I'm like, I'm not allowed to do that. I'm just gonna be an inconvenience. Mm. So So that's how it occurs to me when people do that. I'm inconvenienced. Even though I love hearing from people, like obviously I love my family and my friends and stuff. Like it's not, I don't always have that experience, but when I answer the phone, when it's clearly not a workable time, that's the experience that I have. Like you said, Deanna, it's like, there's that resentment. There's like, oh, you know why, what now? But Mm -hmm. now if it is like my mom or my dad and they don't usually call or something's urgent or it's a weird time in the day, I won't answer the call, but I'll send a text. Hey, you called, is everything okay? Oh no, I was just calling to say hello. Cool phone gone, back to, back to my audit, back to whatever I was doing. And you know, that kind of relieves that, the anxiety that I have where I'm like, some, the sky is falling right from that one time <laughs> way back when. As a doer, as a person that is a pleaser, it is hard for us to ask, or actually I'll speak for myself. It's hard for me to ask for help. And you say right, us. Uh, okay. It's hard you say for us. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. As a collective, it's hard for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To, to ask for help and ask for support, even though that is a clear boundary that we can set for ourselves. Hey, this doesn't actually work for me. Can we do one o'clock? Or, hey, how about next week? Let's look at the, you know, my afternoon's free at this certain time. That is, that's like a, a muscle for us to build and didn't realize that was a boundary either until recently. It's like a muscle still that I'm building because I just want to do it all. And that's not workable for me. It's really not. And that's not showing myself any type of self-care or self-respect or self-love. And that's another thing that I've been revisiting. So we took a vacation. We go to the beach every year and got back and I'm like, did we even go? Was I even at the beach? Like it was just so fast. I was not able to really relax and like just let go and have a fun time. I was worried about stuff here at work and just how I left things like abrupt, like just left quickly and everything was fine. We get back and I just was like, I need to take some time for myself. Maybe there's, I can start doing a bath time, you know, or start doing the stuff that had fallen off the list because Deanna is always, I'm always the last one. And so that's a muscle as well that we have to build to set that boundary. Yeah. It's so funny that you should say that because I just took the last couple of days off from work for my birthday. It was really hard for me not to open my laptop and check Mm. my work emails. I was like, look, this is the time I have allotted for not work. I took the time off. I'm not even going to look at the email because I can't charge a time. I already put in the eight hours of PTO. It's a muscle. It was just really hard for me not to check my email. And I remember like, I feel like yesterday, I'm like, maybe I'll just take a peek so that I could see how <laughs> much, how much stress. And it was so funny. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, there's nothing I'm going to do about it right then. Mm-hmm. There, it's like 10 PM. There's no reason for me to add the extra stress right then in that moment that I can just acquire tomorrow morning at eight. And you'll probably be able to sleep a little bit better because you didn't see anything too crazy or stressful. Right, (laughs) exactly. And I was like, does it work for me, for my peace? Does it work for my 
emotional state and well-being to do this right now? And the answer was no. And I like closed the door <laughs> and just like walked by and I'm like, I'm pretending like that whole space isn't even there right now. And then I got to it this morning and I meditated an extra long time this morning because I already knew I took the extra time to do a longer meditation because for me, that's my version of the self-care. And there were 80 emails and I like blew through them and got through them. And it was a much less stressful return back. Like nothing exploded. Everything was fine. Thank God I didn't check my email any sooner. <laughs> um, but it was definitely like a, oh yeah, when I'm off, I really need to just be off. Yeah. When I set that line, like for, for anyone listening, who's like, people keep saying boundaries and I don't know what that is. Cause that was me. It really is like setting a line in the sand for what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept for yourself. Mm. And um, it's a discovery, right? Cause yeah. each, each one of us is different. Even though we all struggle with it, it's different for each of us. Yes, absolutely. Like a boundary for me may not work for anybody else, or it may look totally different for my siblings even, or for, for you and for Deanna and for Jennifer. Like it just could be totally different. But I think that that's where the learning and the growing comes in. I'm working on communicating my boundaries more now that I have learned that they exist. Cause let me tell you, I did not have them before the toxic relationships, the things I was letting people do. Like the, this girl was like, mm, Oh, I'm fine over here. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. When the like veil was torn from my eyes. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. I'm not even going to go all the way into it, but it was really, really bad. Some of the things that I was recognizing part of my way to bring myself back to me and like get back to a space of peace was adding in a lot of self-care. So I know when I talk to my, my sister and my siblings, they're really funny. They're like, you do a lot of like, like I'll do facials, massages, pedicures regularly. And they're like, yeah, you really take good care of your, like, I just thought I was doing these things. So I'm like, this is the one time I allot in time. Like I literally can't be doing anything else. This woman is working mm -hmm. on my feet. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. I just but enjoy and relax. Same thing with like a massage or with a facial. I schedule them in regularly because like you, Deanna, it will fall off the back burner if I do not oh. focus on me and my sister brought this up to me one time and she said it like this and it just dawned on me. She's like, you know, you take really good care of yourself. And I was like, oh, I thought I was just being like kind of bougie, right? <laughs> like, you know, spending all this money, but I really, it really yeah. is like my version of self-care. It's a lot of time. I'm only doing that thing. And it's truly kind of the only way I will get it in because I will just throw me out the window. I'm the first mm -hmm. one off the agenda. If it gets too busy, shower's gone. Did I yeah. brush my teeth today? Is my bed even made? So you'll show up for an appointment, stuff. right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is so brilliant is that's a structure that works for you. Not everybody requires that, but you know, if you don't book it, it's not on the calendar. Somebody's not expecting you to show up and give yourself 30 minutes, an hour, whatever that looks like, you'll most likely forsake it. Mm. So that's just a structure that works. And, you know, I love the idea of workability. So anybody who that resonates, take it, run with it. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to take out the personal judgment mm. or guilt. Yeah. Does it actually work for my life, for my day, for my mental health, stress level, whatever, to say yes to this or whatever. Just give yourself a little bit of time and it's, it's a muscle. I think we've all been working on it for a little bit. I sometimes forget, doesn't dawn on me. I look back and I go, oh, that, that's the missing boundary. Or I get into this moment where I get overwhelmed again. And I go, oh, I might need to relook at what I said mm -hmm. yes to, mm -hmm. maybe take some things off my plate or make different requests to have it work better in my schedule. So I sometimes, you know, suddenly wake up and go, oh, whoops, totally fell out. But I think a good place to start, I'm curious what you guys think, is to look at any place where you're not feeling free, where you're feeling 
resentment, irritation, stress. And I think resentment is kind of a good one because inside of work or personal, you could be like, they always, like, I always have to stay late at work and do this. Or Mm -hmm. I always have to like, I'm on the phone with this person every day for an hour. Don't they, you know, it's like looking at those places where you're like resenting the impact on your time. Well, there is something that I heard and I love it. It's so powerful. It's that we teach people how we want to be treated. And we do that subconsciously. We're not actively like, yes, please take advantage of my free time. We don't actively say that or think that, but we do. And so when when people please and we're always available, we're always there, I got you, whatever you need. Well, it's nobody's fault that they may just start to take advantage of that because we've said it's fine. So we have to recognize when it stops working or maybe recognizing it never worked in the first place. Now what? Mm -hmm. And yes, Deanna, it's going to be different for everybody. It is such a discovery because I'm still Mm -hmm. discovering, oh, that's a boundary. Oh, I can put a boundary in there. It is ongoing, but it feels so good when you do it. And you're like, oh my God, I now have, I have those three hours back. People are shocked because they're like, what, what? And it's so great what you just said, Jennifer, about we train people how to treat us. We do. We're the ones that have set that from the very beginning. And when we are now are aware, wait, this is actually doesn't work for me anymore. I'm getting really resentful and I'm feeling a certain way about this. And I love how you said workability. Like, does this work for me? Because that kind of takes out the right or wrong part of it, the feeling bad about it. You're not saying, well, am I like, I'm I'm a bad person. I didn't answer my mom's call. Like what, you know, I'm I'm a terrible person. Does it work for me at that time to pick up her? Am I going to be able to be present with her or I was going to be pissed off, you know? Yeah. And that's not good for either. (laughs) Am I going to be a real jerk right now? Right. And you're like, (laughs) yeah. And then you're get off the phone and feeling super guilty. Like, So anyway, like the question, does this work for me? And then going a little bit deeper to like, I feel like it's a step two part of this whole boundary setting is the structure. What's the structure that now I can put in place so that it can help me when this thing comes up again, I have a foolproof structure on what I'm going to do next. And then that will take kind of the guesswork about the shame out of it. Like it's genius. I love it. Oh, 110%. Again, this is all a journey. We're all learning. And I think that <laughs> we don't have the me, answers. <laughs> oh, I know. We definitely don't have the answers. We are, if you have the answers, share them with us. Let us know. But this is, again, something that I'm learning and working through. The biggest step, I think, was the awareness. And I'm not super great at like labeling or naming which emotions I have going on. It takes me a really long time to process the emotions that I'm going through in the moment. Hence why I meditate a lot. I got to like reprocess some things or to label them and name them. So for me, it took me a long time to get that, oh, that feeling is resentment. But what I could pick up on really easily or have awareness of was my peace is being disturbed. I don't know Mm -hmm. why, but I don't want to be at this restaurant right now with this person. I'm not present. I left the situation and I'm, it was something that I really enjoyed. Like I love wineries. I love movies. And I didn't feel like I had a good time when I know Mm -hmm. the activity is something that I enjoy. So then that was me taking a step back. Like what about this? doesn't sit right with me. Mm -hmm. Where is my peace being disturbed? What do I not enjoy about this? 
it doesn't have to be like a cold turkey type thing, right? I always feel like when I'm putting up a boundary, I feel like I'm being mean when really it's not even about that. It's how do you get to be yourself the way that you want to be your best self with the people that are around you in a way that works for you and for them, right? You don't want to not be present with them. You don't want to be resenting the time you spend with them because the time is so precious. I love hanging out with like the people in my life and spending that time together. So with how do you get to be at peace and present and practice that instead of let me do all of the things and fit it all in. So if anyone out there is on this journey, struggle uggling, <laughs> trying to figure out where they fall on the spectrum. No, we're right there with you. <laughs> Most definitely. So awareness is the first step. Like us, people may not even be aware that you don't have boundaries or that there's opportunity to establish more boundaries. And so thank you, Tatiana, for putting that in. If you recognize that there's feelings of resentment or irritation or stress, those would be places to go. But otherwise, where are you not at peace and at ease in your life? It really can look like, I want my life to be easier. And, you know, we give away our time a lot, especially if you consider yourself a people pleaser, that's just naturally inherent. We want people to feel better. We want people to be taken care of. So if there's opportunities to do so or contribute, we most likely are a yes, even if underlying, it's like, I really don't want to be doing this right now, you know, but you'll still put on a brave face and, and go through it. And what I've learned is life continues. Nothing dire happens. If I need to be a no for now, or that doesn't work, or put a request to do a different day and time. If somebody gives me a day and time to schedule something, and that's technically available on my schedule, I no longer say yes, unless I consider the day and what impact it will have. And is it like, oh, there's not really an impact, or it's very minor, and it's worth it, whatever. I now make those assessments. Something that we didn't specifically talk about is this feeling that we are allowed to make boundaries. And I think coming from the workability helps you not go into this place of like, well, I'm a bad person if I, if I say no, or I'm a good person if I say yes, and I'm supposed to be a good person. It's really just, we are all allowed to live lives that are peaceful and easy and flow. We are allowed to give that to ourselves. I'll harken back to an episode from a couple months ago I believe now that our purpose in life is to enjoy our life and to enjoy our day. And that sometimes is the mirror or the lens through which I look at things. Because I'm allowed to enjoy my day. I'm allowed to enjoy my life. Hmm. I can still serve people. I can still be a contribution. And if I am at peace and I am in a place of enjoyment, well, guess what? People are just going to get so much more of me and just a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. So we are allowed. And I, I could just see where that might be an obstacle for some people feeling like you're worthy. You're allowed to kind of draw the line in the sand. Again, it's, it's a discovery. Mm -hmm. So just play with it. See what shows up. See where there's opportunities. Go for the low-hanging fruit. Don't go for like the hardest one right. first. <laughs> Start off small, feel those wins because it does. It makes you feel so powerful. Like this is my life. Oh, I do have a say. We forget. We yeah. forget. We resign ourselves. So I think it's really exciting. I love that we're talking about this because there's such a, an opportunity for power and freedom on the other side of, of setting boundaries. And we are all allowed to do that. You're on the receiving end of requests. Well, guess what? They're making requests. You get to do the same. Mm -hmm. Give yourself that permission. So 
I might do some brainstorming tonight about, because I, I hit a wall. I was telling the ladies this before we started recording yesterday. I was a hot mess at <laughs> night, looking ahead at my day, at my week. And I was just like, something is not working right now. Is this like a blip where I'm just, it's the perfect storm of things just kind of happening at once in my life? Or is there something that I need to actually address and rework? Thank you for inspiring me to do that work over here. Ooh, well, you are, of course, welcome. It, obviously, this is something, this is for me, something that is a daily, I don't know if struggle is the right word I would use anymore. It's, I'm working on it daily. It's, there are more and more opportunities to look and see where requests can be made. But something that I will say is it feels so great to be able to be authentically myself in these moments when I have made the request. I didn't sugarcoat anything. I wasn't mean about it, right? I'm not like cussing you out saying, how dare you ask me this thing? <laughs> but being able to take that power back is something that for a really long time, I didn't think that I deserved or was even allowed to do or had the permission to do. And it made work very difficult. And a lot of that I think was from some, I don't know, I'm a child, I'm a kid, I'm the young person at work, whatever that mindset is. But we're adults now. <laughs> we can do things ourselves. We can make these requests. And if, if anything else, maybe you could get a taste to see what it would be like to fully express yourself in those moments and be present and peaceful with the decisions that you make. So on that note, we'll wrap up here. Thank you again for joining us for another episode. We look forward to hearing your thoughts about the episode, seeing what challenges you've had, what's worked for you. If you have the answers again, please let us know. We are interested in those as well. More than happy to hear from you. Our email is who says the podcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.